I'm excited today uh, for Easter. And so before we start, I just want to say welcome to all those watching my Facebook Live or listening to our podcast. Uh, we, we pray that today you're going to be able to be challenged and you'll, you'll move with something forward. And everybody in the theater, I know God has something special for you today. If you will just pay attention, I promise you will leave with, with some kind of challenge that he's going to drop in your life. Um, if you're not a Christ follower, um, and after we celebrate today and after we talk about this, I think some of you are going to say, after today, I want to become a Christ follower. I want to become a Christian. We'll give you an opportunity at the end. So I'll just be thinking about that. Um, but we want, we want to talk about what Easter is about. So I want to invite you on a journey. All right? And we want, on this journey, we're going, to, we're going to go from death to life. But before I do that, I want to tell you about a story I heard. There's a man who went to Israel with his, his wife, and they took his, his mother-in-law along with them. And his mother-in-law was not very agreeable with him. They, she was kind of overwhelming and just didn't, they didn't have a very good relationship. And so while he was in Israel, his mother-in-law ended up passing away. And while they're there, kind of sad, he went to the funeral home to ask about what it would cost for arrangements to ship the body back to the States. And so the, the funeral home director said, you know, it's going to cost you $5,000 to ship her back to the United States. Um, or it'll cost you $150 to bury her, her right here in, in Israel, in the Holy Land. So what do you think? You want to just bury her here for $150? And the man said, well, let me think about it. And he thought for a little while. He's like, $5,150, $5,150. So he said, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ship her back to the States. And then the, the funeral home director says, didn't you hear me? Like, it's going to cost you $5,000 to ship her back. You can just spend $150. He says, yeah, 2,000 years ago, they buried a man here, and he came back to life. I just can't take that chance. So if your mother-in-law is here, I hope, hope you're agreeable and you get along. Um, just for the record, my mother-in-law is pretty spectacular. She'd probably love if I took her to Israel. She would, I would become the favorite son-in-law, I promise. Uh, so if anyone helps me out with that, that'd be awesome one day, all right? From death to life. This is the invitation God wants to invite, extend to you. Because here's the thing, God is extending an invitation to us to move from death to life. And this is what the Easter story is all about. But before we go to the Easter story, we have to start off out in the beginning. Because it wasn't, it wasn't always death to life. It, it really started off as life, and it was supposed to just be life. But God gave us as humans a decision, free will. He gave us the choice to make. There's a path. And all of us have this choice. Every single day we have paths that we take. And God has always invited us to follow his path. He said, if you will just follow my path, you will find life. You'll find, you'll find good things. But the choice is yours. You can also go your own path, do your own thing, and, and the, the consequences, the repercussions will be all on you. And what happened in the beginning, it says that God created the heavens and the earth. He created everything, every living thing. Like he spoke them in existence, started them, and it was life. And his intent was for Adam and Eve to live in a relationship with them that was going to be close and ongoing. He didn't plan for death to enter in. But he gave them a choice and said, if you eat of this fruit, surely death will enter. You will invite death in your life. And they, 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 were, they were deceived by the enemy. Uh, they were deceived by themselves. And they went forward and they chose their own path. And they invited death into the, into, the, into the story. And that's where we went from life into death. And this is where we find our part of the story. We're actually now currently trying to move from death to life. See, because the Bible says that we are all dead to sin. Like when, when we chose at some point in your life, we all have chose. The Bible says all of us have sinned. There's not a single person here that's perfect. We've all made a mistake. We've all messed up. And because of that, just like Adam and Eve, we invited death into the story. And so the Easter story comes in because God wants to solve that. See, see him dying on the cross and him raising from the dead, it's just not so we can go to heaven. That's not the, reason, the only reason he died, which is important. He wants us to be in a relationship with him in eternity. But that's not the only reason. He came to solve a, a, a really big issue, and that is that we are all, before, because of sin, we are all dead. We're dead in our trespasses, the Bible says. that We're dead in our sins. It means there's a part of us that when we choose 
our own way and, and, and not God's way, we, we bring death into our life. So there's a dead part to us. You know, we're, we're body, we're soul, and we're spirit. Well, our spirit is dead when we, when we choose sin. And Jesus came to solve that issue for us because he doesn't want us to be dead. He wants, us to, wants to bring that to life in us. So this invitation to go from death to life is actually not even my invitation. It's God's invitation to you. He's asking you, would you, would you say yes to this journey with me? And if you say yes, I'm going to take you from death to life. You know, if you allow yourself to go on this journey, many of you in this room already have. Some of you are, are thinking about it. If you allow yourself to go on this journey with God, I promise you'll find that there's more to life than you ever thought there was. And he'll lead you on this journey where you'll understand that, um, that he's going to help you. Because up to this point, many people are thinking, man, I've, I don't really, you know, I've just been going all these paths, doing my own thing. But it doesn't bring fulfillment. And God is saying, if you'll follow me, I'll help you. I'll help you on this journey. You know, for some of us, we think, you know, being a Christian is, is attending church once a week or once a month or once a year. And for us, that's good enough. It's, where I'm a Christian, I'm going to attend. But when we think that way, it's kind of like we're going to work and we're just putting our, our ticket in and punching the time clock, right? Well, I did my good, do, my good deeds this week, I'm, I'm good. But when we view it like that, it's going to be a lot of times feel like work. And that's not the point of it. It's actually supposed to be a journey that's an ongoing journey, a daily journey where God is saying, would you let me lead you from death to life? And if you allow yourself to go on this journey, he'll begin to show you why he craved you in the first time, in the first place. So I want to challenge you with that. Here's, here's what Peter says, because God has got a process. He's always trying to move us from one place to another place. Throughout the scriptures, if you read the story of, 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 the, of the stories that, that people said yes to God, he's trying to move them from one place to another place. Always from, from where they're at to where he wants them to be, who, where they really want to be. In 1 Peter 2.21, this is what Peter says. This is the kind of life that you've been invited into. So God has invited you into this kind of life. Right? And the, the kind of life is that, the life that Christ lived. So God's inviting you into a life, the same life that Christ lived. He suffered everything that came his way so you would know that it could be done also. And also know how to do it step by step. So Peter's telling us, when we say yes to God's invitation, he's actually going to lay out a plan for us to help us step by step if we allow ourselves to go on this journey, if we'll commit to saying, God, I want to go on this journey with you from death to life. And then the invitation is that God is saying, would you come and follow me? And Easter, this is what Easter is all about. It's all about us being able to say, here's some practical steps to help us on this journey. In fact, there's three, three steps in the Easter, Easter story. There's, there's Friday, which we call Good Friday. Um, at, the, at the point when it happened, it was not a good Friday. The disciples thought this is the worst Friday in the world. Like, here's our Messiah who said he's going to come to put things right with God, and he's dead. He's, he's dead on a cross. He's not just dead. He's suffering. He's, he's getting beaten. He, he's hurt. So, so Friday is the day that we can say it's the day of pain. All of us know what pain is like. We've all been in this day. In fact, some people, they only live in this day. Their whole life feels like I've been battling the whole time. My life is about fighting, and it's just there's, all I know is pain. Pain from others, pain from choices I've made, pain, pain from, from, from my past. It's just there. So when Jesus, he, he, he faced pain as a man to help us know that it's possible to overcome pain, that no matter what we face, he's helping us on this journey. There's some different kinds of pain that Jesus endured. One was physical pain. It said he, that he took those stripes on his back, he was beaten and whipped, and those stripes on his back is so we can have healing. He's making a way back to finding God's peace in our life. So he was, he was bruised for, for our needs, for our sicknesses. So he understands pain, physical pain. He went through it. He endured it. Not just that one day. He, he lived as a man and was, was attempted, tempted in all different kinds of ways. And it says he overcame. So whatever pain you're in, God understands that pain. He understands your pain. 
And in fact, he doesn't want you to stay there. He wants to help you to overcome that. Um, there's other pain. There's, there's emotional pain. Uh, this would be the sickness of the soul. It's a little deeper pain. See, we can dress up really nice. We can come and put our smiles on for Easter, and that's great. Um, but underneath, people might not know the pain you're having, that it might be an emotional pain, uh, that, that we are, um, we're going through things that just are really difficult, relationships, whatever. Well, Jesus understands emotional pain. It says that he was despised, that he was rejected. They even say he's a man of sorrows, of many sorrows. Uh, his friends ran away from him when he was arrested. They were afraid that they were also going to die, so they ran away. He, he lost those people. He, he understands emotional pain going to those things. He also understands relational pain. Some of you guys understand relational pain. There's a disconnect. There's broken relationships. He understands this. As he was growing up, people probably snickered about him. Hey, that's the guy whose mother wasn't even married when, when she got pregnant with him. That, that, you know, his family thought he was crazy. They, he, here he is saying, I'm the son of God, and they're thinking... No, you're my, my brother, my big brother, and I've seen you my whole life. In fact, one of the strongest testimonies for Jesus is the fact that one of his brothers, James, didn't believe in him until after the resurrection and then said, okay, now it makes sense. And he jumps into leadership. He becomes one of the leaders of the church and does an incredible job of, of just taking the gospel everywhere. James, great, great, I think, uh, part of the story of realizing, okay, my brother wasn't crazy. But he understands emotional pain when his friends ran away. He understands that, being rejected. The leaders of his day were trying to plot to kill him. How many of you guys walk through your day knowing somebody's trying to kill you? He understands relational pain. He understands emotional pain. He understands physical pain. And he endured all of those so that we know, we can know that we can endure, we can overcome it. In fact, um, Romans 8.28 tells us this, that, uh, that we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him and who've been called according to his purpose. See, in the Fridays of life, he knows how to flip the pain into something good. If you allow him, he'll say, there's going to be, uh, let me take that pain and make purpose through it. So the things that you thought were horrible, God wants to take and say, no, let's make something beautiful out of that. Why don't we rescue you from the painful life you've had? And because of your, because you've been rescued, why don't we go and help a whole bunch of other people that are stuck in pain? See, there is no pain that God cannot redeem. There's no pain that God cannot redeem. He'll take your pain. This is, this is the promise in Romans that when you follow him, you say yes to the journey. He'll say, let's redeem that pain. Let's turn that into something beautiful. Let's take that and do it for something good. He faced pain. He understands what pain is. And he used his pain for good. And he says, now let's use your pain for good. There's purpose in your pain. When you know that and you're going through something, it's, it's a lot easier to walk through the painful areas in your life. I have the gift of being able to walk through painful seasons with people. Uh, my first funeral I ever did was for an infant. And it was painful to, to walk that family through that process. And the whole time I can say, I mean, we don't understand all the questions. They'll get answered one day. We don't know all that. But if we just trust God, he'll give a peace and an understanding. He'll help us to know that he can use, that he, he can, there's, there's purpose even in this pain. We don't always know it. We just trust him. He'll use it for good. So some of us are stuck in Friday, a Friday of life. Some people only live there. This is why Jesus died on the cross, so we can move from Friday into Saturday. See, now Saturday is not... It's almost as bad as pain in some ways because Saturday was, we can call Saturday the day of confusion. See, for us, we know the story. He died on Friday, buried Saturday, right? And he raised again, rose to, the, to life on Sunday. It's a great story. He's not in the grave. Well, his disciples didn't know that. The people that loved him and adored him and were with him for years, they didn't know that he was going to, they, they didn't understand his teachings. They didn't understand what he was trying to accomplish. So Saturday was very confusing. Many of them went back to their old occupation, their old way of life, because they just said, man, our, the guy we put our hope in, he's gone. He died. Like, that was supposed to be the Son of God, but he's dead. And he left. See, when, when we go through the day of confusion, uh, it's, it's a waiting stage. 
Anybody like waiting? Nah, I didn't think so. None of us like waiting. You go to the doctor's office, your appointments at this time, you're like, oh my goodness, right? You're in, in traffic, wherever it is. Waiting is just not fun. And sometimes life, part of our life is, is in transit. We're waiting. That's not a fun stage to be in. Well, Saturday is not a fun stage. It wasn't fun for the disciples. Some of you are on a Saturday of life. Like you've been expecting good to happen, but you're just, when is it going to happen? When is it going to come? See, when we're confused, one thing is we want answers. We're, we begin to say, God, why? And let me tell you, all of your whys aren't going to be answered here on this side of, this side of eternity. They'll all be answered one day in the future, and you'll be like, oh, I get it now. That's, that makes sense. A lot of the whys, God doesn't even intend. There's the enemy's strategy to bring death and destruction. That wasn't his plan. So that's part of the consequences of the things we have to face. But, but we want our, answers, our questions answers. And when we don't, we begin to doubt. And this is where many people even that have been Christians for a long time, we get stuck in Saturday, and we start thinking, all right, when is it going to get better? Like, I, you know, it was good for a while, and I experienced that, but then I went through pain again, and then I'm just waiting now for God to fix everything, and it's hard. And when you get stuck, if, if it doesn't get fixed or if it doesn't get solved, many times we just give up. And here's the sad thing about giving up, is people that give up on Saturday don't, didn't realize that just one more sunset and one more sunrise, they were going to move into freedom, into life, past the pain, past the waiting, into something that was good. But because they give up, they didn't experience it. And when we give up, what tends to lead to that is we feel alone. I'm in Saturday, in the Saturday of life, I feel alone. I feel trapped. I feel like I'm just waiting all the time. God doesn't want you to live in Saturday. It's part of the process, but he, he went through that to know, hey, I was buried. I understand confusion. I understand this. When he was down on the cross, he was crying out to God, God, why are you forsaking me? He had, he had to understand he was taking on the weight, our weight, all of our sin on his shoulders, on his death. And he, was, he, he died. But it was for purpose. His death was even for purpose. The waiting part was even for purpose. Because he broke, he, he broke into, into death. He got the keys for death. So we don't have to fear death. In fact, Paul says, oh, death, where is your sting? Because of the death, because of the burial, because of the resurrection, death no longer has a sting. We don't have to fear death. And here's the thing. The choice that God makes gives us, you can choose life, you can choose death. We all have chosen death at some point. And because of that, every single step, every single breath, Every single day, we're actually closing in on death very rapidly. When you don't have peace from God, that can be very overwhelming, very scary. But when you do have peace, all of a sudden, death no longer has a sting because you're saying, this is not the whole story. If I die here on earth, I have chosen God's way. He's taken me from death to life. I can live in him with confidence, with an assurance that no matter what happens, he has, he has purpose in my pain and my waiting because he wants us to get to Sunday. This is what it says about, about Saturday. Um, Psalm, Psalm 73, there's, there's a, one of the songs in Psalm by, by Asaph, one of my favorite psalms. He starts complaining. He says, God, look at the righteous and look at the wicked. The wicked are prospering and the righteous are struggling. What's up with that? He's like complaining to God that he's working so hard and it seems like the people that don't care are getting everything they want in life. And he was bummed. He said, in fact, he said, when I try to understand all this, he said, it troubled me deeply. At one point, he even says, surely I've kept my heart, in, 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 my heart pure in vain. Like, surely in vain I've kept my, my life. Like, I, I thank God that I've made a mistake living my life for you. That's what he's saying. And he says, and I didn't understand it. In fact, it, it troubled me deeply. I was a little disturbed. He's in Saturday. He's not understanding the whole story. He's stuck, waiting, trying to figure this out. But then the verse goes on. It has a, a change in the word. It says, until I entered the house of God or the sanctuary of God. Another, we could say the presence of God. Then I understood their final destiny. And if you read that psalm, if you're in a Saturday, I would encourage you to go read that psalm. Psalm 73, it's a great psalm to read that will encourage you to say, okay, I'm stuck for my, I feel stuck, but Sunday's on its way. I can get this. 
And here's the thing. When he went into, this, into the presence of God, all of a sudden everything shifted inside of his heart and his mind and his life. The answer for us when we're in Saturday, we don't know when the waiting is going to stop. We don't know when it's going to all come together and be good again. But while we're in there, if we will run to God and worship, this is part of what we do on Sundays. Worship and singing songs is, is us saying, declaring from, it's an attitude from our life saying, God, you're God. I'm going to trust you no matter what comes my way. That's worship. And it says when Asaph went and worshiped God, all of a sudden God gave him understanding and said, hey, calm down. It's going to be okay. Trust me in this. And everything shifted in his life. When I'm in Saturdays, because we go through these stages throughout life, we have pain and then the, the Saturday of waiting. When I'm in these stages and I start freaking out, getting overwhelmed, if I will run to God and just spend some time with him, he always changes the atmosphere, changes the, 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 um, the, the, the culture, whatever in my life at that moment. And he reminds me, hey, it's okay. It's Saturday, but Sunday is coming. Don't give up. Because here's why. There is no confusion that God cannot calm. There's no confusion that God's presence, when, we're, when we run to him, that he can't calm. He's the good shepherd, Psalm 23. I think one of the reasons David wrote this is because he was a man that understood pain. He understood Saturdays of waiting, but he ran to God and said, God, you're my shepherd. You guide me, you guide me in life. You protect me. You help me on this journey. And he didn't stop. He understood God's presence. So there's no confusion that God's presence cannot calm in your life. So if you're stuck in a Saturday, the best thing you can do is run to God and just say, God, I need your help today. I need you right now. And put on a good song. That song we sing today, Resurrecting, that's a great song. Declare, all right, Sunday's coming. Sunday's on its way. I can't stay here. I'm not going to stay in Saturday. God's going to rescue me from this. Because the good news is Sunday is just around the corner. It's just one more sunrise, and it's here. In your life, if you find yourself on Friday, and you're in pain, pain, would you give it to God? And he's going to begin to move you. And sometimes the transitions fill. You know, I gave my life to God, but now it's like I'm waiting, and it's even harder at times. He said, just, just wait. Just trust me. I want to develop something in you because all the good things that I promised you, they're coming if you'll just stick in there. And here's the good thing about Sunday. That's today. Sunday is the day of resurrection. It's the day when the dead things come to life. That those dreams in your life that you've been hoping for and that God has maybe promised you, those things will come to life if you hang in there. It's, this, this day is the day of winning. It's, a, it's the day of life. It's a day that we get to breathe. Man, it's good. I'm alive. I understand. Things are good. And this is the day he wants us to live in. In fact, he wants us to be Sunday people. Not just on Sundays, but on Mondays and on Tuesdays and on Wednesdays. He invites you to be the kind of people that say, I'm alive because Christ died on that cross and he, he was buried, but he rose again on the third day. And I have that same life in me. He made it through the storms of life. I can make it through the storms of life. Over and over throughout the Bible, God chose people and said, I'm going to take you on this journey. And the people he used the greatest... Or the people sometimes that went through the hardest things in life. But we celebrate them because they didn't give up. They endured and they made it through. They kept going. He wants to take the dead areas of our lives and give it life again. See, Jesus, he didn't just resurrect from the dead. He said that he is the resurrection and the life. In, Luke, in John 11, 25, 26, Jesus is talking to one of the sisters of Lazarus. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live. So when you believe in God, he will live. Even though they die, and whoever lives by believing in me will never die, do you believe this? So even though we die, he's saying, because we believe in him, we'll live on. Because if we believe in him, he lives in us. And he goes on to say, do you believe this? And that would be the question for us today. Do you believe this? Because if you don't, I'm going to give you an opportunity to say, yeah, I want to I want, I want believe this in my whole heart, my whole life. I want to give my life to this. Because you don't have to stay in Friday. You don't have to stay in Saturday. 
you get to live in Sunday. And don't ever give up. Because a lot of times, people that give up on Saturdays, just around the corner is your Sunday. So the disciples are freaking out on Saturday. We know the story. It's like, chill out. It's only 24 more hours. You'll be okay. Right? It's easy for us. But when you're in it, it's like 24 hours is like an eternity. It's like, all this is like, has it been like five weeks already, guys? Like, what's happening here? No, it's only been five hours. Man, it feels like it's been forever. Because that's what Saturday feels like. But if we will worship and we'll continue pushing in, he'll move us in to Sunday. And all of a sudden, we're free from those addictions. We're free from those things that have been holding us back for so long. And he says, would you live? Because here's the truth. He says, there is no death that God cannot resurrect. There's no death that the power of God cannot resurrect in your life. Like he wants to bring those things back to life. He wants to bring you back to life. This is what Easter is all about. He died for our sins. He stayed buried. He rose again so that we can have that same hope in our lives of saying, all right, I faced pain, but he could turn that into something good. I've been in in, in limbo. I've been waiting, but I'm going to trust him in the middle of that. So when we find Sunday, all of a sudden we begin to say, okay, this is good. He's going to resurrect because God's power can resurrect our, our dead things in our life. So our journey today that I'm inviting you into is would you go from death to life? This is the invitation God extends to you. Go from death to life. Those dead things in your life, you know them. Like you and yourself would say, I'm not even living the life that I think I should be even living. It's an indication that you're living, have some dead things in your life. You allow those things to creep in and hold you back. God is saying, would you give me those? Would you let me? And if you accept that Jesus you know, died for you, died in your place, he says, I'll come in and I'll lead you and I'll guide you. The resurrection of Jesus, he gives you the power to close the gap between the life you're currently living and the life you've always wanted to live. That's the resurrection of Jesus. He takes us from death to life. The life that we're currently living that we say this isn't working, I don't know why I'm here. He said, I want to close that gap and take you from there to a life that you've always wanted to live. That's good news. You agree with me? It's good news. He wants to take you to this life that is going to be amazing if you'll just trust him and you'll just follow him. Does it mean it's easy? No. Not, life is not easy. Like I said, the people he used the greatest sometimes went through the hardest Fridays and Saturdays really difficult. But the ones that we celebrate stuck in and they made it through Sunday. And that process in, it develops in us endurance. It develops in us character. It develops in us something that's really good. It's a muscle that we build so that others can come along and say, wow, you were addicted to that, that, and that, and you were that, and that, and that, and you overcame? Man, I want some of that. That is why God lets us go through things so he can show us. That's why Jesus suffered and died and rose again. So we can know that we also can make it through whatever comes our way. We don't give up. Sunday is on its way. The good thing about the journey that God invites us on is he's given us a map, right? If you don't, if you don't have a map, we'll give, you, we'll give you the opportunity to get one. This is just a part of it. It's the end of the map. But the Bible, he gave us, he gave us his word to know how to live, the journey and what it should look like, an indication. And then that wasn't, that wasn't good enough. He actually, he actually showed us what a map looks like in human form. His name is Jesus. He lived it out for us. This is how you should live. And then when Jesus died and he goes to heaven, he actually tells his disciples, it's good that I go back to heaven because I'm going to send you a helper, a comforter, a guide. And he didn't just give us a map. He also gave us a guide to know how to go on this journey. It's called the Holy Spirit. The third person of the Trinity, he gave us the Holy Spirit who lives in us when we become Christians, when we become Christ followers. He helps us on the journey. You know, it's, it's nice to have a map when you're going around, but imagine you're in a jungle you're looking at your map, and you're kind of like, all right, every tree looks the same. I'm kind of really don't know where to go. The trail says here. And all of a sudden, the guide shows up and says, hey, I've been here before. You know, you should really go this way and then that way and that way. It'll save you a lot of time. You're like, wow, thanks, guide. And he leads you on. 
That's what, that's, that's what God accomplished on the cross, saying, I'm not just here to show you how to live. I want to help you on this journey. And as Christ followers, he invites us and says, would you let me lead you on this journey? It's not a journey you go alone. It's a journey where you have help. And whenever you need it, he's there to help you. Romans 8, 11 says this, that the spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. When you accept Christ, that same spirit, the same power that it took to, to pull Jesus out of the grave lives in you and me. When you sign up, say, God, I'm going to follow you. I'll become one of your children, a child of God. That's pretty amazing. That same power that made Jesus come back to life lives in you. He goes on to say, and just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies in the same, in the same spirit living within you. When he says life to your mortal body, he's saying, he's saying life to, your, to those dead things in your life. He'll give life to those dead things. He'll bring them back to life. He'll let those dead areas of our life come, come back to where they should be. Not dead, but alive. And this is an invitation to do this. And here's the thing. When we, when we live a Sunday life, we will continuously enter into more than we are currently now. So when you, when you live a journey with God, and you, it's ongoing. Sunday is not just Sunday. You're living a Sunday life, but it's on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. You'll continuously enter into this, this area where you're now more than you were yesterday. And there's something greater in you that you recognize that wasn't there a couple days ago. Because that's the journey God calls us on. As we go from death to life, he's saying, I'm going to develop something in you. And here's the good news. He knows the way better than we know it. And when we allow him to lead us, when we're stuck, and we get stuck in Saturdays, and we can go to him and say, God, I really don't know what to do, just stick in there. Just one more day, just one more day, Sunday's coming, don't give up. And we give our life to him, he leads us into this journey. So here's my challenge today. My challenge is this. Would you choose to live a Sunday life? Would you choose to live like Jesus, alive? Let the, let the things of God birth, bring back the dead things in your life, back to life. Start with your spirit. If you're not a Christian, this would be where you say, I choose today to become a Sunday person. And don't confuse. I'm not saying just come to church on Sunday. I'm saying live this on a daily basis. Live in the, day, in the Sunday phase of life. And when you find yourself on Friday or Saturday, push through. Don't give up. Get back to Sunday. Because there will be seasons and different elements of our life where, man, one part of our life is a Sunday life and other parts feel like, man, that's a Friday. Like, man, I just, my job is in jeopardy. That's a Friday. My, my, my health, I've been waiting for the reports and don't get stuck there. Just say, I'm going to push through. Sunday is on its way. Sunday is coming. Don't stop living there. Don't stop in the pain. Don't stop in the confusion, but push through by seeking God. If you're here today and you're not a Christ follower, here's what Paul t- tells, us to, tells the church in Philippians. He says this, he says, I want to know Christ. So when he says no, it's not just like this idea in his mind of saying, I want to know about God. I want to know Christ. I want to know these things. It's like a personal, intimate relationship where he says, I want to know Christ. Some of you know my wife, Sincerity. Amazing, right? Yeah. Good. You can play. You just know her, but I know her. You might know her name and I know of her, have an idea, but I know her. Paul, this is what Paul saying about God. Don't just know God, but know God. That's about going on a journey with somebody. We're saying, I want to come to know you more and more. Every Sunday we try to give you another piece of God that says, hey, would you take this this week and know more about God so you could be in this journey of really knowing God. And this is why that, you'll know, that, I, that he says that I'll know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. How many of you guys want to experience that in your life? Like you're walking through your life just knowing there's something really powerful inside of me. I can make it through these things. He said, I want to experience that. And he goes on to say this, and pay attention to three days. I want to suffer with him, Friday. 
sharing in his death Saturday, so that one way or another I will experience the resurrection from the dead Sunday. Because it doesn't stop on Friday. He wants to go all the way to Sunday. When we live a Sunday life continuously, we enter into more than we currently are now. So today, some of you, my invitation is, would you go from death to life? Because if you're not a friend of God, if you have not repented and turned back to him, then you're really you're living in Friday. And he's saying, let's, let's, let's take care of that so you can become a Sunday person. How many of you guys are ready to, to do that? Some people here today? Yeah? Would you do me a favor? Would you close your eyes and bow your head? I see some hands going up. They want to do it. Give you a moment just to think. If you're not ready for this, man, think about it some more. If you're in a Saturday and you're thinking, I don't know if I'm really ready for this. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure all this out. Wait, it's okay. We're okay with that. In fact, our next series is going to deal with a lot of that things. We want you to get to a place where you understand that you can begin to live this kind of life on a daily basis. So if you're here today and you would, you would acknowledge that, and I, I'm a sinner because we all are, but not just that, I'm, I'm a sinner who hasn't given my, my life to God. See, the Bible says that when we confess our sins, we ask God for forgiveness, and we believe in our heart that what I talked about Friday through Sunday happened, that all of a sudden he shows up and he, we invite him into our life and he comes and he lives with us and he helps us on this journey. And he gives us eternal life. He gives us real life. He gives us all the hope and the peace that we, we need for this journey. It doesn't make everything better. It doesn't make everything easier right away, but it gives us a hope on this journey. He brings a peace between us and God, which begins to correct a lot of things. So if you're here today, great day to say, I want to become a Sunday person. I want to become... I want, I want the dead things in my life to come to life. If you're here today, I'm not going to call you to the front. I'm just going to pray with you in your seat. Would you do me a favor and raise your hands? I can see you're here. Awesome. I see your hand. I see your hands. I see your hand. This is awesome. A lot of Sunday people happening today. Anybody else? You're here today and you say, I need this. I need to become someone who trusts God with my life. Anyone else? I see your hand. Awesome. For all you have prayed, would you just pray this prayer with me? It's our, our start of the journey where we're saying, God, I'm going to turn away from the path I've been on, and I'm going to turn to your path. That's a better path. So if you raise your hand, would you pray with me? If you're a Christ follower, would you join us? If you're not praying alone, say this today. Say, Father God, thank you so much for sending your son to die for me. I admit that I'm a sinner in need of your grace, in need of your love. Jesus, I believe you died on that cross for me, but you did not stay in the grave. You came alive. And because of that, I can have new life. Bring life to all the dead things in me. Help me to live a life that honors you and pleases you. Lead me today. I invite you into my heart, into my life. I declare today that I'm a new person. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Welcome. Welcome to being a Sunday person.